are now listening to the Zesty Soak Pod. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Zesty Zoe Pod. And in this episode, we'll be talking. I'll be joined with Roji, my good friend, um, who is also a NBA content creator on YouTube. So, welcome back, Roji. What's up? What's up? What's up? Yo, can I say why I crashed? I think I just figured out why. Yeah, um, I guess just for context, um, Roji had trouble joining our podcast earlier, and I guess you can give us a quick explanation why I was crashing. Yeah, so I, mean, I just figured it out. So, um, pretty much. Uh, well, since I had my thing in full screen, right? Uh, my game, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to hide it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, since I had it in full screen, um, it couldn't load the, the Zoom dialogue box. It said the meeting's not recording. So it's trying to load that on top of the full screen stuff, and they're both trying to overlap each other. So it's just like screwing everything up. But now it's oh. in window mode and loaded properly. So, I mean, it looked like it worked. So, oh, so, so like playing in, I, I guess you only have one screen and your laptop's closed. Yeah, because since my screen is so big, I don't I don't mind having like one screen, right? But nice. Yeah, but we figured it out, so we're good. We're good. We're good. I appreciate the intro. Intro. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Um, I guess we can talk about some NBA since it's been a while since we talked last talked about basketball with you on here, and a lot of things have happened since in the playoffs. Um, I guess we don't really have to recap our predictions. We could probably do that at the very end of the playoffs, but I guess we can talk about the recent events such as the many injuries and and bad news that has struck the nba world over the last few days i guess starting with Kawhi leonard his team still winning without him yeah seems like his out for yeah i apologize george just literally just went like super clutch like i honestly i was kind of expecting that to be a loss but this guy proved me wrong like props to him man like we're probably not gonna see any more playoff b stuff after this Unless he drops like four points in the next game, but yeah. honestly, like that was a pretty good game. I'm not even gonna lie. Hey, Reggie Jackson was able to close it out. Yeah, Reggie Jackson, like him, Marcus Morris, they all like dropped, scored a hella, and that was like so big. Yeah. And I think maybe it might be one of those things where like when Kawhi's not there, they might be getting like more touches, so they're like more comfortable with the ball. You know what I mean? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's like it's not probably not something where like Kawhi is like you know holding the bag, nothing like that. But like it's just if you're getting more touches on the ball, you mm-hmm. know, um, it's easier to get more comfortable with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I, I'm just surprised that I guess Rondo and Beverly aren't aren't getting much minutes at all, basically. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of weird. I feel like the Rondo trade wasn't like kind of not seeing any benefits from it. Is it almost like we're getting more more benefit out of Luke Kennard and Terrence Mann? Yeah, which is like the the younger players and like that second year guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Do you think the Jazz can, I guess, still win the series? Or I don't know. It's tough, man. Because all Clippers have to do is just win one of the next two games, right? Mm-hmm. And this one's at home, and I, I don't know. Like, if you asked me like a week ago, I would have said this is a wrap. But after what Paul George did yesterday, like I feel like the the Rudy Gobert is just like um, without that playmaker, his offensive. Um, capabilities isn't nearly as much. Um, he's still very good though. It's just that my co- like it's just like it's just like a point guard thing, right? Like mm-hmm. every center plays better when their point guards on the floor, right? I think that's like pretty much a fact. Um, except maybe Joel Embiid and Jokic, right? Apart from those two, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like I thought Dallas was gonna win like two weeks ago, and then the Clippers came up on top. So maybe Utah could return the favor. They do have the better team, so. 
But I think it's, I kind of don't like I, it's so because I, I want the Suns to win the whole thing, but it's like yeah. really tough because like I know if the Jazz lose, everyone's gonna say that they're like frauds and stuff. But I I just think like I don't know like that Clippers team is probably one of the best teams left. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I do think Kawhi like it's hard to tell if he comes back, but like yeah, you want my honest opinion? Mm-hmm. He's not coming back until like mid finals. To be honest, damn. Do do you think the Clippers can still beat any like the Suns and the Jazz? If there's one thing that this season has taught me, that is that uh, usually if you have one of your best players out, you still have a chance. It's when it's two, that's when you get into murky territory. And I, I, it's even then. Let I me mean, look at the Nets, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, they have a chance for sure. Like Paul George is like, he's proving everybody wrong right now. So they, they have a chance. So granted, I'm, I wouldn't call them the favorites by any means, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't count them out. I think what, what, what that Clippers organization kind of needed was like, these younger players to get playing time because think about it, like as you as the team grows like more like over time right it's not the mm-hmm. best that they're going to get like crazy better it's going to be like this Terrence Mann the Luke Kennards right mm-hmm. and suddenly they don't let me look that stupid for that contract anymore yeah yeah I'm pretty surprised that like Nicholas Batum still got a lot of minutes still pretty serviceable on the Clippers team. Yeah, he's playing pretty well. But I, I just it's like the Pat Bevs and the Rajon Rondos. But mm-hmm. um, I guess it's one of those things where it's like you don't have like the size to guard or like the defensive ability to guard multiple positions. Like either you have to do that well, which Patrick Beverly hasn't really been doing compared to like what usually know Patrick Beverly. Um, mm-hmm. Like you got to p- provide scoring or playmaking. And if you're not doing either, it's going to be hard to stay on the floor in today's NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I guess we can switch topics for a quick bit. Um, I guess speaking of playmaking and scoring, um, I think that's what Trey Young does the most. And he led the comeback win yesterday against the 76ers. Like, what do you think went wrong for the 76ers? I thought that, I thought that game was done. Like, I, yeah. I didn't even, like, I, I remember I was like, I, I was like 86, like, I forgot, I was like 81, 96 or something. And I was like, I was going to start watching. And I was like, I'm not watching this, right? And then yeah. I got the Apple TV. Apple TV came so clutch. I, I wasn't <laughs> going to check the score, right? Apple TV gave me that notification. The Sixers and the Hawks are close in the fourth quarter. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I checked the thing and the Hawks were like all by two. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, I, honestly, yeah. I, don't, I can't really answer that question. I wasn't watching the game. Mm-hmm. And I, it, but I guess, you know, for what I know, um, Ben Simmons only had like four field goal attempts. So he's like, I think he has to start doing the thing that like Siakam and um, other kind of tallish players who aren't like crazy good shooters do, where like they learn how to like draw contact at the rim um, and, and also finish through contact, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, that's where Philly's kind of like falling. Because, you know, when people like Siakam do it, right? I'm not saying Siakam is better than Simmons. I think they're about like the same tier, to be honest. But, um, when Siakam does it, right, um, he has a really high free throw rate, which is like 86%, 87%, right? So <laughs> if he, even if he doesn't finish through contact, which he really should be doing, right, it's fine because you know he's at minimum he's making like one shot. And if he doesn't make the second shot, then, you know, that's just like a, a very rare occasion, right? <laughs> but um, for Simmons, if he doesn't make the shot, like those free throws, they're, they're almost chalked, right? You can't rely on them. Yeah. And also, it, so that's that's what, I think that's a part of it. And also, um, it just it's a weird thing because like they're not like Atlanta Hawks is just like 
so souped up. Like, it, I don't know. It's just a tough series. I, th- I thought, I thought this series is done too. I thought Philly was just gonna like run away with it, but everything's changing. I, I wonder if that Joel Embiid injury actually is like affecting this a lot because I know there's some kind of injury, like there's like the hamstring injuries, right? Where like the more you play, the better it gets, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then there's other injuries where like um you know tears or sprains um where like you know the more you play the more you risk something going out of whack right so i wonder if for Embiid, if it's like his body can handle you know compensating for the knee like the first half but in the second half it just kind of like everything goes into whack right yeah yeah he i guess overall numbers wise it just yeah he played pretty well i guess seth curry also went off yeah, like it reminds me of the. I don't want to keep making about the Raptors, but I mean it is kind of true. Um, it kind of reminds me of the Raptors uh, in the Mar- in during March, right? Like they always play well in the first game mm-hmm. and the first half, and the second half they just run out of gas and like they don't have the stamina. I don't. It's not exactly the same thing, but it's pretty similar. So, yeah, and this is this is wild. Honestly, like, but we're probably not gonna get another playoffs like this for like, like a few, at least like six, seven years. Like this is this is probably like a once in a decade kind of thing where it's like literally anybody can win. Yeah. You basically said it like a few weeks, like a month ago, like it's going to be a pretty crazy playoffs. Yeah. But I didn't know it would be this crazy. Yeah, like, it got even crazier than I originally thought. Yeah. Um. So I guess, do you have any predictions? Like, do you think 76ers can come back? Like for me, I don't think they'll, They'll win the series because ah, they're just way too inconsistent. You have to win two out of the thing. If, if you only have to win one out of the two, then maybe, but they have to win two of the next games, right? Mm-hmm. And even if they do win that first game, game seven, like anything can happen, right? So the like home home court advantage isn't as I feel like it's not as big on game sevens. Like I feel like there's a lot of like big moments in history where like the better, you know, a slightly better team had a home court advantage and they still lost, right? Like I know Philly mm-hmm. and that Raptors team were pretty close in skill, and you know, they lost. The Warriors and Cavs, like you all know what happened then, right? Draymond dropped 42 and mm-hmm. lost. So, like, yeah, the game seven, I feel like the home court and stuff doesn't really matter that much. So, ah, uh, it's just tough, man. Like, I, I want to say, yeah, but I don't know. Like, Trey Young, he's, he's just he's just a master of getting calls. Like, I thought this wouldn't like carry it. I thought I thought it'd be in the playoffs, but I didn't think it'd be like he can do it in like the last two minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like he's doing it in the last two minutes, so it's like like, how do you, I don't even know how you, like, even counter that, really. Like, he's got a double team and just not, like, bite when he shoots, but that's really hard because, like, he's a good shooter, too. So, I, I think, I think Atlanta's got this in the bag. But that's, that's actually crazy. Like, Atlanta's, like, first time in the playoffs in years, and they're in the conference finals. Yeah, it's, like, pretty much no one there has experience. And, or I yeah. guess, yeah, they're just, their best players don't really have any experience. Yeah. I guess they have, like, role players, but... I didn't really see this whole I had a team. Feeling this might happen. Damn. I had a feeling like this. The, okay, I didn't know. Okay, I actually correct myself. I didn't. I didn't have a feeling like this would happen. But I had a feeling that maybe the playoff experience wouldn't be as big of a deal just because the first series they played is against the Knicks, who also didn't have playoff experience. Mm-hmm. So like, no matter who got out, that next that team is gonna have like a lot more confidence, right? Whereas yeah. like the playoff experience, like I think where we went into a lot of issues is when it's like um, when you're playing a team that's like loaded, right? So, like, you know, if you're playing, like, the 17 Warriors, right, and you like, this is your first time in the playoffs, and that's where it becomes a huge issue. Or, like, even, like, the Rockets are back then, right? Yeah. But, yeah. But what are you thinking about the playoffs so far? 
Like, who, who do you who do you got winning it all? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, yeah, just like similar to what you said, I pretty much have like no idea because like everything's happening at once. There's like people getting hobbled. There's, there's people going off. There's um, I don't know, just pretty inconsistent. But like, I think it could be like Phoenix and or Atlanta. Like, I like those two teams yeah, seem the most I- consistent. Yeah, I'm like thinking, I'm thinking of the Phoenix, but the season's kind of proven to me Atlanta also. But like Phoenix, I'm not even honestly, this kind of doesn't sound like maybe a little insensitive. I'm not too concerned about the Chris Ball thing. Cause from what people are saying, it seems like he got vaccinated. Yeah. And and like that, you know, I'm not a I'm not a doctor, but you're way better off if you're vaccinated compared to when you're not. You know what I mean? So like and also if the Clippers win, they're playing someone without Kawhi. Mm-hmm right so like they have time right so like and this isn't like something where it's like an injury where it's going to get worse and worse you know and you have to take time maybe conditioning wise but Chris Paul's already been through this with the whole shoulder thing you know what I mean yeah yeah so like I'm not too concerned about the Suns it just depends on when that series starts you know what I mean so like they're probably crossing their fingers and hoping that the Jazz wins but if the Clippers win it's actually not really an L to be honest yeah that's how I feel too like Chris Paul probably will come back it doesn't seem like he he like got really sick or anything. It's just out for just protocols and stuff. So yeah. it shouldn't be that long. And the Damian Lee thing was a bit different because um, when Damian Lee got COVID, even though he had the vaccine, I think the reason why he wasn't getting minutes is because the Warriors won like a, you know, they won 15 out of their last 17 games, right? Mm-hmm. So they didn't want to change anything up. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we still didn't talk about, I guess, one of the weirdest series, um, Brooklyn against um, Milwaukee. Especially the no. last game, it was. Yeah, like I gotta yeah. stop giving up on the teams, man. Like, I'm being serious. <laughs> like, like that game too. I was like, yo, this is over. Like, I, I checked the first half, and like KD had like 17 points, Jeff Green at 20. And I'm like, there's no way they're gonna win. And then, bro, like, yo, anything is possible. You know, this is my mentality going into June 22nd, bro. Anything is possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. You probably know what June 22nd is, but it's crazy. Like, I feel like every one of these series, like the. It seems impossible for the other team to win. They just win. Like, like whoever, like, I feel like this is going to be like the Raptors title. You know what I mean? Damn. Where, like, like, every team who's there, like, who has a chance, made, like, a big move, right? And now we're in mm-hmm. that position. And now they're going to, like, reap the benefits, right? I guess except maybe the Jazz, but I don't think the Jazz are going to make it all the way to the finals, right? But right. all the other teams, they did make a big move, right? The Harden trade, the Drew Holiday trade. I mean, I think Bucks are kind of, I, actually, I'm not even gonna count them out. You know, I learned from mistakes, right? <laughs> but um, Drew Holiday trade, the Chris Paul trade, and yo, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't be surprised if like Kyle Lowry's stock goes up after this. I don't want to keep. And now, nah, you know, I'm gonna bring up the Raptors. I don't. I'm gonna own it. Um, because okay. like think about it. Like a lot of these teams, they had Kyle Lowry. They probably win one, at least one more game in the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like point guards are pretty important. Yeah, especially healthy ones. I don't know if Lowry could have stayed healthy though. Yeah, that, that's the thing. But I feel like Lowry, when he played with us, his injuries weren't like ACL tears or sprains and stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're like yeah. toe infections and stuff. And also with Lowry, I feel like you can play. You don't, If I had Lowry on my team in the playoffs, I wouldn't play him like 40 minutes. I'd play him like 36, right? And then if it's going down in the clutch, then go 40. I would never play him 40 minutes consistently just because, you know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't want to risk that, right? And I feel like Lowry's one of those players that like, he doesn't need a lot of minutes to show his impact. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, I guess. Wait, did you, you, 
I guess, I guess who do you predict winning the Bucks and Nets series? Uh, yeah, I want to say Nets, man. But like, I've been wrong the last three times, but I think it should be the Nets. Mm-hmm. The thing with the Bucks is like, like they're not playing like. I see. Here's the thing: when the Clippers were losing to the Mavs, at least the Clippers were playing better in that last couple of games. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just feel like the Bucks haven't been playing good basketball like the whole series. What do you mean? Because remember that game where um they won by three and it was they were two zero down. Mm-hmm. The, the I feel like the only reason they really like got the win is because the the Nets were just missing everything. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's yeah. like and they weren't really playing. I, you can even hear it in like the announcers, right? Like the Bucks can trick themselves into thinking they're playing good defense of Kevin Durant, but they're not, right? And they were saying this when the Bucks were winning. You know how the announcers are, right? Like with the, the winning team, like they usually take their side, and I don't blame them. I'd probably do the same thing. But um, they're just a team that I just feel like. I'm not sure if it's like Budenholzer's coaching style, or whatever. But that team doesn't really mesh as well as it should. You know what I mean? Because I feel like in that Miami series, they're doing everything right. You know, they're playing Giannis off ball, doing that. But then when they go in this net series, they do everything different. And I guess it's pretty fair to play differently because um they don't have the rim protection that Miami does. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Giannis is scoring, but it's just like I feel like you saw one problem and a bunch of others come up. You know, you know what I mean? So I'm not sure if I would fire Budenholzer to be honest. I probably, I probably like you know I'm not one to call for people to be fired, but a lot of assistant coaches could have like a lot of influence on that team. I don't like the like um teams like um what are some good teams? I know like the Warriors have assistant coaches have make big big impact. Maybe they just need to hire like have one of their assistant coaches like actually have more of a voice because that could help. That can help with this like minor stuff. I feel like the issues aren't really something that carries from series to series. It's like every series a new issue. You know what I mean? So, yeah, mm-hmm. I I feel like it's more of like a um a gameplay organization coaching thing than like a personal thing. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that way too. They have the weapons, but they don't know how to use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess overall, I guess you didn't really mention. Oh yeah, you, you, right. Never mind. You did mention that, like you could pre- pre- pretty much see. I guess the Suns or the Hawks winning at all. Like, like if, like I guess who, who's what's your definite prediction? I'm on? higher on the Suns. I'm I'm higher on the Suns. I think the Suns. I think it's kind of it's kind of poetic, if anything. But I think this is Chris Paul's his best shot he's had in like his whole career. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even like the Houston Rockets time. It's literally mm-hmm. his best shot like his, his whole career. Um, Because like every team and also the Phoenix Suns are a bad matchup for the Nets, right? And don't forget about that either because um, because of DeAndre Ayton, right? I don't, I don't know. know. It's like, can, can he be yeah. shut down the same way as Giannis, I guess? Right, but I guess the thing with Giannis is like when you put the wall in front of him, right? Mm-hmm. Um... Because DeAndre Ayton's not the thing you when you put when you put the wall in front of Giannis, right? Giannis is bringing up the ball, so that's why it works, right? Because you know, okay, he's just gonna pass. Like you have the wall, you pass it someone off, just instantly like you know, close out the three point shooter like, really fast, right? But for Ayton, he's not. He's never gonna be the one bringing up the ball. So you know what I mean? So like, if you have the wall, you're risking a Chris Paul mid range or a Devin Booker three, right? Right? Because you still have to worry about Devin Booker, right? So I think they're a pretty good matchup for the Nets. And the Nets probably won't get Kyrie back for a while. 
So if, yeah, if the Nets had Kyrie, it'd be a pretty easy uh, game for them. Just because you don't have to counter the defense at all, they just have more offense, right? But mm-hmm. I think this is. The, I think this is. The, I'm biased because I want them to win, but I think this is his best shot he's ever had. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think too. But I think if the Nets face the Suns, I, I think if Harden's fully healthy, I think the Nets could still win. Yeah, you know, I, I want to say it's a like, I want to say it's a guaranteed thing. Um, it's just like you you can have a good matchup and still lose. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I would like it's like they have a like a legitimate shot and not like one of those 10%, 25% chances. Like I think it's like 50, 60, maybe even like 65. But yeah, I, I'm not gonna be opposed to the idea of someone thinking it's lower than that. But yeah, I, um, and if you want me to talk about teams that I'm not biased for, um the Hawks like just keep breaking expectations literally every series. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, I'm so I'm still so surprised they got Clint Capella for like almost nothing. Yeah, because the Rockets are just tanking. <laughs> I think they, I think they just really want to go micro ball. They want to get um, I don't know what they were doing really, to be honest. But mm-hmm. I think they probably Daryl Moore is a good GM though. I'm not really gonna doubt him. Um, but yeah, it's like I said, Atlanta. They got they got a shot. I wouldn't say it's like a title shot, but a final shot for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even see the Jazz anymore because they're down in this series. Yo, if Clippers, yo, imagine the scenes if Clippers win, Kawhi doesn't play a single minute, and Paul George gets final MVP. Yeah, that's Dude, I, I really like. I secretly want that to happen if they beat the Suns. I'm being, I'm being 100 serious. Like, like, I just want everybody who's talked trash about that guy to just like eat their words and just never, <laughs> never speak like that ever again. Dude, you know what I'm saying? Because just like, yeah, like. Uh, Man. I'm crazy, but I just can't see Paul George carrying through that long. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, this playoffs, man, anything can happen. So true, true. But um, I, I, yeah. I get you on that though. I guess do you have any thoughts on the awards handed out so far? I guess like the MVP. Um, MVP. I mean, <laughs> kind of not amazing taste to give MVP and have him been knocked out two days later. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, they kind of had to give it out, right? They're not going to do that award show. I like, I like how they give it out now. It's better than giving it out as an award show, to, to be be honest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I was, I was kind of rooting for Anthony Edwards, but I think you know, uh, I I got to be okay with Lamelo Ball, right? He was he did play better. Um, yeah. What else? Um, defensive I, I think player. Defensive player, like it's like I, I feel like. Rudy Gobert is just such bad timing with these awards. But I feel like every time he gets one of these awards, it's like close to the playoffs or whatever. Or like he's in contention, it's close to like the playoffs ish. Mm-hmm. Right. And then like he just gets absolutely torched because he gets a bad matchup. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, it's basically. not, it's not like a fair. So I, I used to be one of those people who were like, I mean, you probably saw, you could probably go back to a previous podcast, right? So mm-hmm. like it's probably not even that far. But I was like, okay, um, if Rudy Gobert, you can't go with the vibe, like he's not defensive player of the year. Um, mm-hmm. It's not really a fair argument because just because there's very few players that can do that. And even if you are like someone like Ben Simmons, you, you can't have much impact off ball compared to someone like Rudy Gobert. Um, and just one of those things where defense just doesn't like translate as well. Um, like if you're a good offensive player with like a full bag, right? Um, that'll translate very well to the playoffs. If you're a defense and like you, you will, your rim protection is like the anchor for your defense. Um, it translates well to the playoffs. Don't get me wrong, but it's just not going to look as like 
polished and crisp as like you know as those elite offensive players. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I guess six man of the year, Jordan Clarkson. I guess that was pretty yeah, predictable. Pretty, they could have done Derrick Rose, but um, J- J- uh, Jordan Clarkson works. Yeah. And I guess that's basically it for the awards. Like, not, I don't think there's too, there are too many big surprises this year or upsets. Mm-hmm. How, uh, how much time do you have left? So we um, wait for like 40 ish minutes, right? Not really. Um, and now we could end in a few minutes. Doesn't matter. Okay, I want. Uh, I don't know if we're planning on having uh, another podcast before the draft lottery, but uh, it's pretty close. It's like four days away. Oh damn, um, draft lottery! Yeah, we could talk about that. So like, sure. yo, like I, I don't know, bro. It's just like I, I want to say like we're getting seven and just like move on, right? But like thirty-two is actually kind of high. Like it's it's one in three. Like it's not that bad. And mm-hmm. if you if you look at the fact that the best possible odds you can have is like one and two, it's not mm-hmm. bad at all. And then I look at the teams below us, like Chicago has a twenty percent chance, the Pelicans have a twenty percent chance. I'm like, this is like, bro, like I want to get excited, but at the same time I don't. But it's like, oh man, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough. Yeah, it's a pretty good chance. Um, so should have tanked even more, but it is what it is. Yeah, I think they should have did, done it a bit earlier, but um, yeah, it's just like that two-day stretch killed the Raptors and like that COVID thing. Yeah. Well, what if Golden State but, um, gets a lottery pick? Yeah, they're not going to get top uh, four, though. They're not going to get top three, though. Oh, yeah, protected. protected. Yeah. Yeah, so theirs isn't as like crazy, but we actually have a chance. At, and the top three where those like shock creators are, right? And that's what we kind of need. Mm-hmm. I just hope they don't do draft by fit. Like, it's like I I, I get draft by fit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's just like it's just so like it's just so like I feel like the orgs make like I don't know how they make the like, six. It's easy to say in hindsight. You know what I'm saying? Because I still don't think like picking Aiden over Doncic is a mistake. Because like he turned out pretty well. But it's just like I feel like. If you're not a playoff team, if you're not like a contender, right? Let's say you, like, let's say you, you know your your backcourt isn't Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, right, or James Harden, Kyrie Irving, right? Yeah. If there's a guard that, and you know he's better than the center, then just pick the guard. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like it's not that like, like, and it's also very positionless basketball, right? So it's not like you have to play that guard at the one. You can play him at the two, and it's just like you just see these players. And you're just like, this could have gone so much better if they just, did, just didn't draft for fit. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Like, I think the only time drafting for fit has worked was the, um, like, the way it would have worked was the Tatum Markel Fultz. But that's not even because of, like, like, skill or anything. It's just because, like, Markel Fultz got injured, right? Yeah. And I feel like another case is probably, like, let's say you're Denver and you have Jokic and... um. No, actually, no, but better, not bad question. You're Philly, and you have Dwight Howard and Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. It, like, unless you're drafting, like, Evan Mobley, that center is never going to get, a, a, like, a minute of playing time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, I feel like that piece is okay to draft for fit. But other than that, like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like the Raptors won't, to be honest. Just because I feel like even they kind of know that their contention window is kind of closed. Like, they got to focus at least, like, two or three years in the future. I know that's when Van Vliet and Siakam's contracts are running out, but... Mm-hmm. And that's you can make that argument like every year, right? Like, 
In 2019, it's all Siakam contract running out. In 2020, it's all Van Vliet's a free agent. And then here, it's like OG's a free agent, right? Like you can make that argument like pretty much every like two years. So yeah, I think they probably know that just to pick the best player. I I trust the Raptors in the draft. Like I I usually try to obsess over this, you know what I'm saying? But like it was apart from the draft lottery, there's one thing I trust the Raptors with is the dra- the, the actual draft. So yeah. The actual draft, I feel it's a hit or, hit or miss sometimes for the Raptors. Yeah, but I feel like when they picked uh, like Jakob Pertl, the only reason why that didn't like go crazy well, well it went well, is because like Jakob Pertl was already known to be like a high floor, low ceiling guy. Like even the, the day he got drafted, like if you go to, back to that draft video, they say like, oh, the reason why Jakob is at this position is because um, people aren't as high as his upside, right? Mm-hmm. So. I know it doesn't go well, but like compared to most teams in the league, they're pretty good. Yeah, I, I guess, I guess. But yeah, I, I feel you though. Like the draft is definitely like, like it's one of the hardest things to do in, in like basketball because like you you're pretty much predicting the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think Golden State has two picks in the top fourteen. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm pretty. I, I think honestly, I think they're both getting traded. But uh, I think they should keep one if, and just trade the other. And I, I wouldn't trade Wiseman, but if someone gives you an offer you can't refuse, I mean, you can't really do much. Right, yeah. Yes, but I think this is – I don't know what time you're at, but I think this would be a good time to wrap up. Yeah, sure. I, I guess we're both busy. It's still the weekday. Actually, wait, you, you got five minutes? I guess you can tell, say your opinion on the draft lottery because I guess you never really got around to that. Yeah, sure. I, I guess I could put a – just a quick snippet of what I think of the draft lottery. Um, yeah, I think the it's the Raptors one of the best picks they had will have in a long time unless they tank again next season. I just really hope they get like top two or top three, so it's a very easy choice and nothing to really lose sleep over since we probably already know like the top. Yeah, the fourth guy picks. is fourth guy is very good though. Jalen Suggs, like he's oh Jalen like, Suggs. If we get Jalen Suggs, we'll probably be the best transition team in the league. In like yeah. that, that's his like all of his strengths are rapper strengths so he's just gonna make us even better but i feel you like that top four range like is, is a big gap in that top four range compared to the like top seven ish and it's not i mean, not the top seven players just the top four players are just really freaking good yeah it'd be cool to get, get a point guard since probably kyle's leaving or i yeah. guess point guard shooting guard combo like combo i don't want to i don't want to uh, I'll keep this quick. I'm not going to go on a tangent. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling we're going to get Jalen Suggs. I, I don't know what it is. Jalen Suggs or Scotty Barnes. I just have a yeah. strange feeling. I guess we just said here first. <laughs> on the day of the draft, we're going to get four or uh, seven or eight, and Scotty Barnes is going to fall, or we're just going to pick Suggs at four. It just, it just feels like a very Raptors thing to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, that's that's my prediction. But if we get like tenth or something, you know, just just YOLO, pick the guy with the high upside and the lowest floor possible. Because you know what, like that's the best. Just, just you know, you just have fun with it. You know, like okay, don't don't listen to me. Pick the best player, but <laughs> it'll be it'll be fun though. You know, if you pick someone who's like super athletic, and you're like, yo, this guy could actually be the next like freaking like Zach Levine. You know, yeah, you, you can dream. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool draft. Pretty hype. In a few days. Mm-hmm. I guess that'll be it for this episode of the Zest Side Pod. Um, thanks, Roji, once again for joining. Um, pretty impromptu, actually. Just only messaged him the same day and he was able to quickly respond. So 
Yeah. Um, All right. Yep. See you. Stay zesty, everyone. Yep. Yeah,